everyone, welcome back to High T Hoops. High T Hoops. This is the Duke of Hoops, as always, joined by Skylar Smith at the Duchess of Hoops, or just at Duchess. You you left the the off. What's with it, that? Well, I see. I tried so that ours would match, but it told me that it was too many characters to do at the Duchess of Hoops. So it's just Duchess. Uh, at Duchess right. of Hoops. At Duchess. I'm the Duke of Hoops, which is proper. The. The Duke. We're off topic already, Skylar. The <laughs> NBA to- Finals are over. The Los Angeles Lakers are champions. I'm really sorry, Skylar, for your loss. I was trying to get you off track some sad. Just <laughs> deflecting immediately off yeah. of the topic of the podcast. Big sad Heat fan over here. It was, and it was sad because it wasn't even a very fun game. It was almost an instant blowout. It was not like our game five heroics from Jimmy and the Heat and yeah. a competitive battle. <sighs> it's I just, just this last game. game was just tough. It's really sad that that's the last game of the bubble because I'm going to think of this bubble as really fun and really competitive and having a really high level of basketball. And so it's just really tough that that was the last game that we're going to close out on. Yeah, totally agree. But before we get into all of that, let's go over the agenda for tonight. This is a quick reaction pod. So we wanted to get on right after watching it. Instant reactions. We're going to go over the series a little bit. We have a fun segment, which we're still trying to name, but it's what? The Duke's Thought Experiments? Yeah. Which today, really fun one. The NBA playoffs in a parallel universe. So wait for that. And then we're going to talk about what's next for the pod. But what you can expect is we will be having another NBA pod to kind of recap the bubble and the entire experience because it was really incredible uh, what the NBA was able to pull off. But for this one, we're going to get quick reactions, go through that thought experiment. Uh, To start off with Skylar, let's go back to game five. Mm -hmm. So leading into game five, Lakers had a 3-1 lead. Everyone thought that the Lakers were going to sweep. Everything across Twitter, everything across popular media was that this is going to be a 4-1. We're going to crown LeBron. All of these different – every single talking head was basically crowning this team as the NBA champions. And the Heat weren't having it. Mm What did you think about this game? This was my favorite game of the series. Me too, uh, obviously. Um, I think this is kind of more what we were expecting out of this series. And then games like tonight were actually more what we saw throughout the entire series. Like we, like you said, we really went into that game five thinking, I mean, I wasn't thinking, but a lot of people were saying it was going to be a clean sweep, but I don't know. I think it, Game five just truly like showcased for everyone. Like, I think Jimmy's heart, I think the whole team's, the whole Heat team's heart, they just refuse to give up and they've got this kind of insane fight in them, which I think actually comes straight from Jimmy because he just has this like almost sociopathic fight in him where it's like everything is against him and he's still just going to go out there and fight so hard. And it was really cool to see, you know, some of the role players step up in that game, mostly Duncan, but um, we hadn't really seen them in any of the previous games. And so it like that game five really gave us kind of a little shot of what we expected this whole finals series to be like. And it was a lot more fun than what the rest of this finals was like. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I was hoping the entire series was going to be like this. We'd go to seven. The Heat won 111 to 108. So very close game. Came down to the last few possessions. Jimmy Butler put up a 35, 12, and 11. You had the role players for the Heat step up. Duncan Robinson had 26 points. Uh, Jay Crowder had over 10. Hero had over 10. Bam had over 10. Even Kendrick Nunn stepped up and had 14 And you saw the Lakers role players be inconsistent as we've talked about. But of course, Anthony Davis steps up. LeBron has a 40, 13 and 10. So a 40 point triple double insane. And we saw it go to those last few possessions in the fourth where it looked like Jimmy Butler and LeBron James were boxing and just possession for possession. They were just going at each other. And Jimmy came out on top, which is shocking. He got those last two free throws. Even Hero hit those clutch free throws at the end of the game. And the Heat were able to pull this one off where everyone with 
the Lakers in their black Mamba jerseys, the Kobe stories. Everyone was expecting this to be 4-1, and they stole this one. And it was – I loved this game. It was a little it was a little sloppy, a little messy because they were so aggressive and they were just going at each other. But this was, a, this was such a fun game and kind of – brought new hope to this series because we've yeah. you know, we've we've been watching and it's been fine like this has not been like the other series throughout the playoffs but this one brought me back a little bit yeah yeah i mean i think that we had so many really solid fun series before the finals that by the time we got to the finals, it was like we just kept building and building every round. And then the finals almost felt like a letdown because these these games just weren't as competitive as and we the expected them to be. And the injuries. The injuries. I mean, I talked about that this on our me. podcast with Matt Evans, the first of our Matts last week. The first of Matt week. The, the first Matt, Matt week. of Matt week. <laughs> uh, but the injuries to Goron and Bam, I mean, we both of them were back tonight, but. I mean, neither of them are no, playing their normal they basketball. Yeah, you're right. yeah. They pl- they were bodies on the floor, but it's just it made the whole series really tough as soon as Bam and Goron went dra- went down. And it was different. Like it, we've had this actually like the last five years where injuries have played a big part. Yeah. In the finals, even you know LeBron when he was with Cleveland, Kevin Love getting hurt and getting his shoulder pulled out of his body. I think that was by Olenek, if I remember that right. Uh, Kyrie getting hurt, and then you had the, the Warriors getting Kyrie. hurt. Yeah, yeah, with with the Raptors, and it is just a, it's a part of the NBA, especially in the bubble where they have such a grueling schedule. But to have the Heat stay healthy through the entire thing, take down a really good Celtics team, mm-hmm. have Gore on it. He's also what four, 35, 34? Yeah, thirty four. I think being the leading scorer for the heat and bam having a coming out moment and then both going down in the first game it was depressing yeah. and so game 5 really brought us back and then the second quarter hit in game 6 and it was a complete blowout yeah so let's go let's through talk this about game tonight <laughs> if we have to i tonight mean was it, tough it ended the final score always you know the garbage time minutes in the fourth the lakers won 106-93 but they were up by 28 points at halftime. Right before halftime, they were at 30. And it just looked like the Heat got smacked in the face and had no idea what to do. And they came out looking like the deer in the headlights. Bam couldn't catch a ball. Hero was all over the place. They weren't aggressive. The, the Lakers' defense was uh, was stifled. I could not believe right away Danny Green's playing full-court defense on Jimmy. Pokes the ball loose. And they didn't know how to react to this pressure. What were some of your takeaways watching this game, Skylar? We just watched this, so it's just instant reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, but what were your thoughts? This was a tough one. I mean, I think we heard the commentators say this in the game. They just got down so far so early that it was just yeah. going to be like, I think just mentally, it's really tough to come back from those things when you're down so far so early. Like, I, we talked about this during the game. Like, you could see a world where if they're down 20, if they're down even maybe like, like, I don't know, into the low 25, maybe that feels like you can come back from that when you're down over 30 in the second quarter, that feels like too much to come back from. I know we got into the third quarter and I was like, we're two minutes into the third quarter and the heat still only have 35 points. So this is very concerning. You're right. It's the pace too. Like if it was yeah. sixty six to eight, like if it was a really high scoring game, at least you could see the Heat might be might be clicking, but yeah, their defense right. might be good. The Heat could not score points. No. Well, and I was concerned. Like after Game Five, I remembered a bunch of people being like, "Well, if Jimmy can just have another game like that, and like if they can just get their offense, like just all these things." But then I, as soon as I was hearing that, I was concerned because I was like. Like Jimmy, Jimmy shouldn't a shouldn't have to do all of this on his own, and b Jimmy probably can't do this all on his own every night. Like, did you see the video of him getting up from that press conference last night? And people like made memes (laughs) about it like the day after leg day. But you can see like games like Game Five when like players have games like Jimmy did in Game Five, it takes a lot out of your body. And that was only when was that Friday? Two yeah, days it was only ago, a one day rest, like which they, is crazy. 
the Heat are not a team that I think of as being um I'm trying to think of a nicer way to say this. Not they deep. don't they don't no, they don't quit. Like I don't think of them oh, as yeah, being yeah. quitters. Like they just have like I was saying earlier, they have this insane fight in them that I think comes really top down from Jimmy. But it's just like when you could just tell that they were so exhausted tonight. So it was like going into tonight's game, the last thing I was expecting was for this team to just kind of not really have a showing and not really have like I don't know, a fight to put up. It's that's the last thing I was expecting, but at the same time, they looked exhausted tonight. And I'm sure it's starting to starting to kind of creep in with some of them, like the light at the end of the tunnel, like, oh, like if we if we got knocked out tonight, I get to go home. I I mean, (laughs) they've been there a long time. I know. People were like not be a bad thing for them to say that they're ready to go home. Yeah, people were joking on Twitter that Hero was getting those Instagram DMs after his good game and was like, All right, I'm ready to go back to South Beach. I'm sure Hero is very loyal to his Instagram model girlfriend. Oh, you you think so? Yeah. Good good for Hero. Yeah, I mean on this, like Jimmy, obviously, they were all destroyed after game five. But LeBron's 35. Anthony Davis was having heel problems, as we saw in game five, where he was limping around a lot and re-aggravated that injury. And you couldn't tell at all with the Lakers. Yeah, Anthony Davis, uh, him in the paint, every Heat player was terrified. Bam couldn't catch the ball. He couldn't put the ball in around the rim. No one could actually score from the paint because of Anthony Davis. So they did play, you know, they weren't that aggressive, but you can credit a lot of that to Anthony Davis just swallowing everything up in the paint. You saw Kendrick Nunn go for a layup and Anthony Davis just came over on the help side and swatted it away. And the next time Kendrick Nunn was terrified and just threw a turnover because he didn't want to do another layup. But I, I could not believe how the Lakers, even, you know, a lot of these are veterans. Like you have, (laughs) you have playoff Rondo coming out there and scoring, you know, he made his first seven shots or something crazy. Danny Green was hitting threes this game. Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Caldwell Pope. I thought this team came out like they were ready to end it and showed no signs of exhaustion. And the Heat looked beaten, right? As soon as the game started, they looked tired and out of it. And they're like, all right, we got our two wins. Time for the Lakers to take this in six, which unfortunately for the fans, this was not a great game. Yeah, wasn't great. But yeah, I think you're right. It's totally, it comes down to the role players on both of these teams. You know, they didn't, the role players on this Lakers team did step up and the the role players on this Heat team did not step up. Yeah. And before the game, you know, they, this was talked about by a, a lot of people in media before where. Frank Vogel had one more card to play, which was starting Caruso and going small and shifting. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, no, I know. It's just funny having, because it's just it, like it's Caruso's you're totally the true. It, you're totally right. But it's just funny to be like, oh, starting Caruso is what won them the championship. It or like, is. Starting Caruso is like what busted their team open. It's just funny. It, Caruso starting was the difference because Dwight Howard only had one minute. He did not start. He he hit a three, Skylar. Are you kidding me? He hit a three-pointer in the finals in his one minute. You have to be ashamed as a Heat player. Like, you can't let Dwight come you in do. for one minute and hit you a three. You really do. But it's also finally- just funny, like, talking about <laughs> Frank Vogel, like, starting Caruso. Because I also forget that Frank Vogel is the coach. Of, like, this is one of those teams where I'm just and like, yeah, the they, coach co- the they coach themselves. I'm like, Braun and AD coach that team. Like, uh, KD or Kyrie or whoever that was was saying about their team. I just yeah. forget that Frank Vogel has a job on this team. Well, it was good because you know even if he's managing the personalities as a coach instead of a lot of the plays, he had to convince Anthony Davis, hey, this is our time to close this series out and win you your first championship. I need you to start at the five. We're going small. We're going to focus on perimeter defense. Hey, I need you to do the best thing for your team for once. <laughs> Not in, in in the in the clinching game of the finals. Finally, you get to go to the five. But then they had KCP, Caruso, Danny Green, LeBron James as incredible perimeter defenders, and Anthony Davis just standing in the paint blocking everything. And that made the difference. You know, yeah. it just they were immediately on every single player on the Heat and knocked them out in the first quarter. Um, so you know, credit to Frank Vogel here. He uh, he got past Spo. 
he did have LeBron and Anthony Davis, which helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, this was a, a pretty impressive performance across the Lakers organization to stay in this playoff in this bubble at, with those high expectations coming in, making it through. Um, it was pretty amazing to see. And what do you think of the Finals MVP, Skylar? You think LeBron deserved it? I mean, it was never going to go to anyone else. Nope. So it's kind of hard to like get my brain to a place to be like, who else could have gotten it? I mean, I guess it's between Braun and AD pretty much. But yeah, this is Braun's award. Yeah. I mean, AD in the first couple games, if he would have kept up, yeah, uh, totally. I think he would have taken it. But I LeBron- think the first couple games, I was like, oh, shit. AD wants that. Wants that MVP. Yeah. And then he, he he's, Honestly, he's first still, finals. Yeah, it is his first finals. Honestly, though, he com- he probably could have kept that up through the whole series and still not won. True. I mean, LeBron was just two. Even tonight, uh, LeBron had 28, 10, and 14, another triple-double, uh, distributing around everyone. You can just tell – like he just decided I'm going to score every single time. And he did it in that second quarter where he just put his foot on their neck and just continued to press on them and be aggressive. And he decides these games. Like, I cannot believe he is still doing this. And, you know, in the finals MVP speech, he was saying, they were like, do you have the longest prime of anyone? He's just like, I don't care. You guys can talk about that. I'm just going to be available. I've never missed a a playoff game. I am going to do this every single year and do what I have to do with my body to play at this level. And it's unbelievable what he's been able to do. Yeah. I think that is the obviously I was rooting for the heat in this series, but honestly, I'm always going to be happy to see LeBron win. I think, yeah, not primarily, but a big reason is because it makes a bunch of racist white people in the US really mad to see him succeeding in any way. But it's just, I mean, we, Brian and I are big LeBron fans. We love LeBron and we stand LeBron in this household. We love LeBron in this household. Yes, we do. I'm always going to be happy to see him winning and prayers up for Bronny now that his uh, father is finally (laughs) returning following his uh, smoking weed video. Roll roll one last blunt before (laughs) before dad comes back while you still can. Bronny Bronny is lighting up right now. Oh, such a funny subplot of of the Lakers. Yeah. Bronny's DMing Jimmy Butler and being like, please just take game five. Give me a few more days. Just pull out one more win. Please, I need you to step up for me. Uh, Before we get into the legacy stuff, what do you think of Kuzma's performance, Skylar? We've been been a big Kuzma podcast, and he has just gone from the third option to who is Kyle Kuzma. (laughs) What are your thoughts on him in the NBA Finals? I mean, I feel like t- I feel like the last like game six is what I'm kind of basing a lot of my answers off tonight because we literally just watched it. I didn't watch. I mean, I watched the full game tonight, but I was looking at Twitter a lot of the time because it was a fucking blowout. But I swear every time I looked up and Kuzma had the ball, he was just doing something ridiculous with it. Why does it he have to play basketball that an way? An air ball. It was a wild pass that like flew into a bench. It was his body was flying. I, every time I looked up, I was like, uh, Kuzma's fucking up again. I don't like, I don't know. It, sometimes I think I'm like, my judgment gets clouded because I'm such a Kuzma hater. Like, am I hallucinating? Like, is it as bad as I think it is? You're not hallucinating. It was Great. bad. He started out as a pretty good wing role player off ball where he'd get the he'd get the rebound, he'd put it back, he would make some good cuts, but no, it disappeared. And we have Rondo who won a finals what 11 years ago now. <laughs> so Come on the court. Ago. He had 19 points, uh four rebounds, four assists was was one of those people in the second quarter that came in with 11 points off the bench. Real command of the floor. That was the difference. The maturity of the Lakers, uh, you could really see over the heat where Hero, Duncan, Bam, incredible playoff run, but they looked like they were not ready for this game, and the Lakers did. So let's go into the legacy a little bit here, Skylar. What do you think this does for LeBron? He's won three fin- three champion- or four championships on three different teams, four finals MVPs. What does this do for LeBron's legacy? It's kind of wild to even talk about 
this like adding to LeBron's legacy. Like LeBron's legacy, I know that other people do not feel this way, but LeBron's legacy in my mind is already very settled. And he and that is that he is, you know, one of the greatest players of all time, either one or two, depending on, you know, who you are and what your opinion on that is. So it's like with LeBron, it's like his legacy is already so great that it's obviously so, so incredible that he has won, you know, three rings or sorry, four rings on three different teams. But to me, it it already feels really settled. It feels like this is another chapter in the book. It shows that he can win anywhere. You know, I think that this is a really cool last chapter for him. If this is the last chapter, because, you know, there's just something about him being in LA and like making a movie while he's playing on this incredible championship team. And then, you know, wrap all of the Kobe stuff up in it it's like this is obviously a very 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 cool last chapter for Braun in LA and I'm so happy for him but to me it's he's already settled as one of the you know one or two uh best player in the NBA of all time or basketball player ever of all time and so this is a this is another really cool chapter but I don't think that it like monumentally changes it to be honest what do yeah, you think, think, Brian? I think it's just preference at this point. You know, yeah. I think he has cemented himself as a top two player. And it's really just what do you what do you prefer? Do you prefer a higher peak? A lot of people will say Jordan's peak was higher. He had a shorter career, obviously. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people will say LeBron choked in key moments, which, you know, he did against the Mavs. He did in a number of different series, um, which is just a part of his career that he has gotten past and broken through and uh, you know, when he had some hesitation moments in other finals, he basically conquered those and has been yeah. uh, one of the most clutch players we've had in playoff history. Uh, so I think it's it's come down to preference. Now, I don't like for the Jordan stands, especially with the last dance coming out. I don't know what LeBron could actually do yeah. to be the definitive number one greatest player of all time. Maybe if he wins three more and he gets seven. <laughs> But I like I just don't. Uh, what is he going to win the next three out of four? Is he going to win the next three out of six? How long can his career go? Right, because he'll be carried if he's if he's forty winning a championship. Like he's not going to. He's actually I don't know. Maybe he'll be Finals MVP at forty. Maybe he could. I just I just don't know what he could do for the Jordan stands to say he is better than Jordan. I mean, there's so nothing. Just preferences. Right? Yeah, I don't I don't think he can do anything at this point. Like yeah. he's it's already cemented and he's just showing like I'm the second best player of all time, depending on your preference and to a lot of people, number one, but I think people just need to enjoy that. We are seeing, we get LeBron for hopefully the 20 years. Yeah. I think you're right. You're really hitting on something key here. I saw a tweet earlier tonight that I retweeted from uh Halsey's burner account that basically just said like, we are so lucky to be living in the same time as LeBron James and getting to be able to watch him live, which is it's truly Every series like this where he comes out the champion is – that's how I feel at the end of it is that I'm just thankful that I get to live at the same time as LeBron James. But also I think that uh, you're right that a big part of his legacy is we're going to end up talking about uh, how he was able to stretch his career, how he was able to play into his late 30s. A lot of the same ways that we talk about you know, Sue Bird uh, yeah. in the podcast we just had on the WNBA. I think you're right. It's we're going to be talking a lot about uh, how he was able to have such a long career and still be so insanely dominant so late into his career, and so socially conscious. Conscious. You know, he's he's just conscience. It's late. <laughs> I'm drinking some wine. Yeah, uh, but he's you know it's Jordan was like very shut off from off court issues, and he's just Republicans buy sneakers too, Brian. Yeah, ex- exactly. LeBron's legacy has been on court and off court. He was the chosen one on the Sports Illustrated when he was 16 years old, and he has just been an incredible role model. And you're right. Like, think of uh, Federer, uh, Djokovic, Nadal, and tennis. We've had them for the last 15 to 20 years. We've had Messi and Ronaldo. We're such a lucky generation with sports, especially since all sports were canceled earlier this year, and I was just flailing as a human being without you know any rudder directing me. And so to have these players and appreciate them, let's just not tear apart. Then let's not have these endless LeBron discussions. Right. Um, we're lucky to have him. 
We're lucky to see these battles. We're lucky to see basically every all-star and all-NBA player tested against. And think of who he went through. Dame had to go through the LeBron test. Uh, James Harden had to go through the LeBron test. Jokic had to go through the LeBron test. Don't you say a word about that, Skylar. He was I in the was same not conversation. I was planning on saying anything. Jimmy Butler had to go through the LeBron test. Everyone has to match up to him, and, and everyone in the NBA gets better because of him. So I'm just really happy that he was able to pull this off. And I just feel lucky that after seeing him play zero minutes in the NBA Finals, we got to see J.R. Smith shirtless within 30 seconds of Popped it off the so Lakers fast. winning. After zero finals minutes played, shirtless, really he's sticking. He's a locker room guy. Really, <laughs> that's that's honestly true. Really sticking to the brand, though. He has to. That's all he has. Uh, let's go on to. I think Jimmy's legacy and the Heat's legacy here has probably changed a lot more than the Lakers would have. So, Skylar, yeah. what do you think about how the media world, how fans, how will the world now perceive Jimmy Butler after these finals? I'm going to start with the Heat first, uh, the Heat's legacy after this. I feel like, honestly, I don't know if this is true for you, Brian, and I don't know if this is true for other fans, but I honestly have not thought about the Heat since that, like, uh, Braun, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh team. Like, since Braun left, I have not thought a single thought about them. And so I think that this team is really going to be how people remember, like how the heat came back after, you know, we talk about the turmoil Braun leaves everywhere after he goes to a different team. Like this is going to be how we remember how the heat came back, how the heat became cool again, how the heat became, maybe we'll see a destination for free agents again. Like, yeah, I think that this is really going to be a big part in the Heat's legacy and kind of how we remember the Heat post LeBron. Um, You know, we heard just so goddamn much from the commentators during this entire wobble, really, or sorry, bubble about um, the Heat's culture and how they all work so hard and the conditioning and all of that. So I think that there's, this is a real return to kind of the core of who the Heat have always been. Um, in that kind of just like, you know, they work hard, they're conditioned well, like, you know, we keep hearing about heat culture, uh, and also like how they're going to return to being cool and sought after and kind of the return after Braun. I think Jimmy is going to finally get the fucking respect that he has always deserved. Yes. There were people disrespecting him on this very podcast. No. No, not Matt, but <laughs> sweet, sweet Matt. I swear, people have come on this podcast and disrespected him. I think before Mary, there's that's for sure. There's always been questions about uh is he a locker room guy? Can he get along with his teammates? Is he a good leader? All of that. I think all of that has been put to bed. I think he really got a chance to demonstrate like his heart and his fight in this playoffs. I I just I feel like Jimmy's legacy is really changing through this bubble. I think people got to see a lot of his fun side through big face coffee and stuff like that. Yeah. I think players will see, look at him and want to play with him now, which is completely different than before. I think that there's a ton of effects on Jimmy's legacy, all of which we don't even know yet. I you're on fire tonight, Skylar. Thank the heat, you. uh, they, incorrectly now that we're seeing this were okay it was lebron's heat team it was lebron and wade of course they're gonna win it had nothing to do with spo or pat riley not the heat or obviously they're gonna win if lebron and bosh and and wade go there and now we're seeing no they are a legitimate organization that is well run they have their culture they have their unique approach to the game pat riley knows how to build teams spo is one of the best coaches in the nba and they proved it this playoff run. It was, yeah. you know, they beat the Bucks. They beat the number one seed in the NBA with the MVP and defensive player of the year. They beat some of the best teams and with a depleted squad without Dragic and without Bam, took the Lakers to six. The Lakers did not lose two games to any other team in the entire playoff run they had. So the, the Heat tested them more than any Western Conference team. And so I think you're right. The Heat have established themselves you know, maybe they're the new Spurs. Maybe they're one of these systems that can be yeah. have that longevity 
where they just consistently win. They consistently compete. They can build this core. And they have turned players like Hero and Bam and Duncan, who did not come into this team as uh, as people that uh, as players that people thought were going to become all stars or huge contributors, and turned them into Duncan Robinson having twenty six points in an NBA Finals right. uh, after playing at Phillips Exeter in his fifth year. Uh, so it's it's pretty amazing growth to see. And with Jimmy, you're right. I think Jimmy won the bubble. What do you think? Is, did I anyone agree. else win the bubble more than Jimmy? Maybe Devin Booker. No, he was hardly there. He didn't make it to the playoffs. I know, but like, think about like if you if your time is cut off, then it seems like it was perfect. True. Jimmy had big face coffee. He was active off the court. He was the guy who was like, "I don't need any people. I don't need any visitors. I'm I'm here for work." This is and a business trip. This is a business trip. People and going went, into this bubble, no one thought they were going to make it to the finals. Like I think at this point, we've just no one thought they're going to make it to the semifinals. That they the, made the it to the finals. finals. No one thought this was going to happen. He came in, and Jimmy said, "I can take this team to the finals." I don't know why you guys are talking about next year, two years down the road. I can take this team to the finals, and no one expected it. He came through so big. He went toe to toe with LeBron. And beat him yeah. twice in the NBA Finals. So, Jimmy, I think he's a top 10 player. I don't, I don't think there's an argument anymore in the NBA. I think he has turned the heat into a place where free agents are going to want to go. You saw that with Andre Iguodala already. So this was Jimmy's bubble. All, you know, hats off to the Lakers. They had an incredible season, an incredible playoff run. But this Heat team was so fun to watch. And Jimmy Butler won the bubble. I'm sorry to say. Yeah. Breaking news. I'm not sorry to say. I, I love it. won the bubble. Uh, breaking news. I just hopped on Twitter real quick. Sorry, Brian. Uh, during the during that rant, and Kuzma and Caruso both showed up to their media scrums without shirts on. J.R. Smith's leadership. J.R. Smith locker room leadership. You love to see it. Love to see it. I also just think it's hilarious that Rondo and LeBron were like talking and holding each other uh, after all of their beefs over the last years. It's so uh, funny. Playoff Rondo just coming through, but they like they are spiritual matches. Their approach to the game makes a lot of sense. But. Also, just if you're a Pistons fan who is sick about KCP getting a ring like this, slide in my DMs. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Oh, Kuzma. Kuzma got a ring. Not Javel Kuzma, McGee. KCP. Oh, KCP. Uh, Kuzma got a ring. Did I say uh, Kuzma? No, I said Kuzma. I'm listing okay. out all the random Lakers players who got rings. Javel McGee got another ring. Costas Antetokounmpo. Giannis's <laughs> brother got a ring. Jared Dudley got a ring. You love to see it. Uh, I love Jared Dudley getting a ring. Sure. All right. We're going to go into the NBA bubble. We're going to the whole experience a little bit later. Um, but congrats too big to of a concept it's for too tonight. Big right now. <laughs> Lakers, LeBron, AD, congrats. Congrats. You did amazing. Uh, hats off to you. And Thank then the you, heat. Laura Ingram, Ingraham, <laughs> whoever that lady is on Fox News who tells LeBron to shut up and dribble. Nope. LeBron's going to go out and do his thing. So congrats to the Lakers. Um, but let's go into my thought experiment, Skylar. The Duke of Hoops thought experiments. Mm-hmm. This one is called the NBA playoffs in a parallel universe. So no one likes when players get injured. We talked about this. Dragic and and Bam were injured. AD was having his heel issues. Everyone hates that. They want the best players in the world to be playing in the playoffs and in the finals. So there's this parallel universe we're creating for this thought experiment where the NBA changes all of the rules and if a team wins in the playoffs, so it's the same playoff format. You're playing uh, your different opponents, their seeds, everything is the same. But if your team wins, you get to select one player from the team you beat. And that player will be on your team as long as you last in the playoffs. Yep. Got it. You with me? I got you. It's a little complicated. So that selected player can be from their original squad. And it can also be if they picked that player in a previous round. So if Kawhi gets taken along for the ride by the Nuggets and the Lakers beat the Nuggets, the Lakers get to take Kawhi. He's on the team. So they get to beat that. They get to take that player with them. Okay. That's rule number two. 
I do not know what's happening, but that's okay. Just keep rolling. I'll figure it out as we go. You beat a team, you get to snag one of their players. All right? That's the rule. Even if they had snagged that player in a previous series. You got it? Yeah, sure. The next one, for the purposes of this thought experiment, this does not, any all these drafting, all these taking players does not affect the outcome of any of the series. Okay? So the Heat Lakers end up in the finals. Okay. That's a good Is that point. fair? Yeah. It may have changed, but we're not going to go th- we're not going to rewrite history here and go through the entire playoffs again with this new model. We're going to assume that the Heat and Lakers still made to the finals. Great. All right. So those are the three rules, Skylar. We're going to go through this one by one, series by series. You're going to be the Heat, I'm going to be the Lakers, and we're going to see what kind of series we get and how much more fun the playoffs would be with this new format. And then if this changed the outcome of the finals themselves. Are you with me? This is a, this is a Sunday roast thought experiment. Yeah. I'm just Hello? I'm just trying to um You pull, prepping? Yeah, I'm just pulling something up really quick. Okay, great. So I'm gonna start Western Conference first round, Lakers versus the Trailblazers. So Lakers obviously beat the Trailblazers. So some of the different options that they have, we have Damian Lillard, who would be the obvious choice, but he got hurt. So you can't take him. You're not going to bring him onto your squad. The other obvious choice. All the the injuries are. All the injuries are the same. Okay. Okay. So if someone's hurt, you can't take him. They're just going to be sitting on the end of your bench. So could have gone with Dame. Don't get Dame because he got hurt. So the other option is CJ McCollum. Obviously, great shooting guard. Another great wing player that the Lakers could really use. The fan favorite pick, though, might be Melo. Team up with Melo and LeBron, have another veteran on the squad. He was playing pretty good. What do you think, Skylar? Who do you think I should take? You're playing against me. Um, I feel like you're on your own, Brian. I'm not giving you any advice. We're I'm playing against CJ. each other. Okay. Sorry, Melo. Good... I know you're my favorite player of all time. That's you're just choice. a little too old. You're I too old. Like, I feel like Melo is... Melo could end up being like a Rondo type, though. Like he's so old, has so much basketball knowledge, like could really go out there and just be clutch. I know, but CJ is so good and still a playmaker. So I'm going CJ. So I'm picking up CJ and we're going to the semifinals with my full Lakers squad and CJ. So your first round, Heat versus Pacers. You beat the Pacers. Who are some of the options you're considering here? Um, I mean, I think that the natural inclination from the Pacers inside the bubble would be TJ Warren. Um, he had an incredible bubble. This feels like yep. so long ago at this point. I mean, it was months ago at this point, but barely can remember. It feels like TJ Warren is kind of one of the more obvious choices. He was really locked in. I'm considering Malcolm Brogdon and I'm considering Sabonis. And I guess I'll consider uh, Vic Oladipo. Okay. He wants, Not bad. you know, he wants out of Indiana so bad. I think he would just be so thankful to me for for taking him away that he would might consider playing for the Heat. Yeah, he'd play really recruitment pick. He'd play really hard for me. Maybe honestly, I think I'm going to go Brogdon. Brogdon, do you think T- just Jimmy is not letting TJ Warren on this team? Yeah, I mean TJ Warren. I prefaced that saying he is probably the most obvious choice, knowing fully that I would never take him because uh, (laughs) him and Jimmy cannot be on the same team. I think Jimmy is completely beyond it, but I don't want anything distracting my guy. But I think with like with Dragic going down early, uh, Malcolm Brogdon could really, really help us out. I think you're right. You need a little. You need a little uh, point guard off the bench there. Yeah. Uh, if you're anticipating that Dragic injury, so that's a good pick. Thank you. Uh, I, I think you're right. TJ Warren and Jimmy could never be Couldn't on that same it. team. All right, we're going to the Western Conference semifinals. So Lakers with CJ. We're playing the Rockets. This is a little f- fun spice. The Rockets picked up Chris Paul in the last round, Skyler. Okay, this was the part that I was getting confused about. I didn't know that those teams picked up a guy. Oh, everyone does. Okay. So I'm going against the Rockets with Chris Paul. So Chris Paul is available. Interesting. Yeah, because he picked him up from OKC. So this is where it comes into play, where you're picking up the player from the previous series. So I have a few options here. 
Chris Paul, obviously, which reuniting banana boat, uh, LeBron with Chris Paul would be amazing. Chris Paul was on a heater too, as that veteran leader could also pick up Russell Westbrook, which maybe in another year, a little fire off the bench, terrible bubble for him, but he was awful in the bubble. Uh, so I'm picking James Harden here, Skylar. Yeah. You know, I, I, he's obviously the best player on the court. I was a little worried about culture fit. Um, and maybe some off ball because the offense runs completely through through him. But I'm thinking with LeBron and AD, it's almost like old school OKC where he's coming off the bench. No, he's not coming off the bench, but he's he's a second or third option. He's playing off ball and he can contribute as another playmaker when Anthony Davis might have an off game or that whatever heel injury he has every single game. And he helps LeBron get a bucket when he needs. So I'm picking up James Harden as another wing player. And maybe as the point guard to bring it down the floor because James Harden's passing is underrated, but he can shoot and he can drive and he can get to the rim. I'm picking up James Harden. Nice. I like this pick. Thank you. All right. You got your Eastern Conference semifinals. The Miami Heat with Malcolm Brogdon. So you picked up Brogdon. You're going against the Bucks, who picked up Evan Fournier from the Magic. Not a great pick, but <laughs> uh, the Bucks, you know, they played the Magic. Oh, well. Uh, but Evan Fournier can get you some buckets off the wing. So, who am is, I gonna pick here? Who are you gonna pick here? What are some of your options, Skylar? I Evan mean, Fournier. I'm picking Giannis. Oh come on, Chris Middleton. Giannis was a little hurt. He was a little hurt, but he, it, like if he is far and away the best player on this court, who else am I gonna take? Also, like the Heat, the Heat definitely could have used some help in a big guy. So I think Giannis actually like playing wise probably fits kind of well on this team. I don't know, culture wise, I feel like him and Jimmy, I don't know if they would super vibe together. I but think they would. They both have that fire. Maybe they would. I don't know. I think they would. I think Giannis and Jimmy would maybe be Maybe really Giannis is Giannis like almost like a toned down version of Joel Embiid. Giannis toned down? Toned down how? In like personal just in personality and like sass no, like not more fire than than Joel Embiid. I mean in games. Yeah, Joel I mean yes. But Joel Embiid has a fucking attitude that we I don't know about others, but I wasn't sure that Joel's attitude was going to work with Jimmy's. It didn't. I mean, well, I they, still, they love each, they other. Like each other. Yeah, it just didn't. I mean, nothing worked. You can't blame them for that. Nothing works in Philly. <laughs> Go back to our Sixers pod. <laughs> a lot of a lot of Philly slander. Anyways, I I'm think- taking Giannis. I think it's the only choice yeah. I have here, and I think that he would actually really help us. 50% of Giannis is better than anyone else you have available. So yeah. <laughs> picking up Giannis really helps here. All right. Heat get Giannis. That's a fucking wrinkle if I've ever seen one. Yeah. Um, all right. We're going to the Western Conference Finals. Lakers with CJ mm-hmm. and Harden, which, God, that squad. I have LeBron James, Anthony Davis, CJ McCollum, James Harden, and let's just say uh, KCP or, <laughs> you know, whoever, Caruso. Ron, who cares? Kuzma. I have those. Kuz- no, I'm not, McGee. Starting Kuzma. not starting Kuzma. And we're playing the Nuggets who picked up Kawhi and Rudy Gobert. Insane. So the Nuggets here obviously beat the Cl- Clippers. They're bringing on Kawhi as another wing. So MPJ is just out of the rotation. So we have just Thank plugged God. a huge, horrible uh, defensive gap there. And a big struggle for my Nuggets was our around the rim defense, as you talked about. Jokic is just a, you know a sliding door; he just lets anyone by. So we have Gobert now, the stifle tower. We picked him over Donovan Mitchell early on because of that defense, which yeah. was a controversial pick, but we picked him up anyway. And they have Gobert. This one, this can you imagine? This is what I'm talking. This is why this is such a fun thought experiment. Can you imagine the Lakers with CJ and Harden playing the Nuggets with Kawhi and Gobert? Uh, just picturing Harden in a Lakers jersey makes me want to cry a little bit. Okay, Kawhi in a Nuggets jersey with Jokic with that Jamal also Murray makes me want to cry. Kawhi with Gobert, oh my in a god, Nuggets that jersey, so fun. This would have been so fun. I think the Nuggets win this series. By the way, if we were if we were just going straight up, Probably. but I have as my options the Lakers: Gobert, Jamal Murray, Jokic, Kawhi. So Gobert. 
I've got enough centers. I have like 17 centers on the Lakers. I do not need another one. So we're not going with Gobert. Are you forgetting Gobert. I have Giannis now? Yeah, I don't care. Okay. I don't need I don't need Gobert to guard Giannis. Gobert can't guard Giannis anyway. That's true. Uh, I could pick up Jokic, which distributor in the paint, but he doesn't fit with AD. You know, I, I just can't see AD and Jokic playing that well together. It's interesting though, because AD doesn't like to play the center. So Jokic could be the five. AD could be the four. Oh shit, that actually might be really good. But not doing that either. But now I want to do it because I love Jokic. Help me, Skylar. What do you think? You're on your own. Okay. We're playing Jamal- against each other. I know. I'm just I'm just trying to pull a little bit here. Jamal Murray, it's some just fire from the perimeter. Um, but I, I'm taking Kawhi. I mean, this is kind of a no-brainer. Yeah. Even though he kind of didn't play as well. I mean, this kind of feels like my Giannis take. Yeah, you have to pick Kawhi. Yeah. I mean, Kawhi's a top five player. Uh, he didn't have a great playoff run here, um, or he didn't have a last great last game. He lost to the Nuggets. But that means I'm picking up Kawhi. So I have LeBron, AD, CJ McCollum, James Harden, and Kawhi Leonard going into the final Skylar. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Who that would boot? Can you imagine the ratings boost from that? It would be insane. All right. Eastern Conference for you. You are the Heat. As it's, you know, as you are with Malcolm Brogdon and with Giannis. And you're going against the Celtics who picked up Joel Embiid. Okay. And your guy, Kyle Lowry. My thick king. Your thick king, which uh, honestly, I think the Celtics would have won this series if they had Embiid and Lowry, depending (laughs) on Giannis's health. So what are some of your options? Who do you think about taking? All right. I'm thinking about Lowry. And I'm thinking about Jason Tatum. Okay. I think Not that's it, to be honest. No. You wouldn't take Embiid? You need some help. In the, in, I, but I just feel like – But I don't want that Embiid energy coming in and like – I feel like the heat worked well for Jimmy because it was kind of like a fresh slate for him and he was kind of starting over and he didn't have all these like insane – rumors about how he's a bad teammate following him and so I feel like bringing back this like flash from the past for Jimmy which he was teammates with him when he was like not having a great time I feel like just the energy it's gonna throw Jimmy off and that's not what I want okay I think I'm gonna take Jason Tatum yeah that's a good pick I mean I really have to I I think I have to I think, like, I would love to take Kyle Lowry, but I think if I want, up Brogdon. yeah, I think if I want any chance of winning, I got to take Jason Tatum. You got to fit in another wing there, yeah, because you're starting. You know, you'll have Jimmy Bam, um, you'll have Giannis, and it means and I get it, Deuce back in the bubble, and you, <laughs> you get to keep Deuce. I by taking Jason Tatum, I take Deuce, which is actually the main reason why I took Jason Tatum. <laughs> Any consideration for Brown, Marcus Smart, no. Daniel Tice? Marcus Smart? No. Obviously, Marcus Smart had a great playoffs run, but I I cannot take that. Can you I will imagine be Jimmy Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart playing together? No. How competitive that series would be? Oh, my God. It would be insane. Also, All just right, both so- of their insane hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So your starters are Jimmy, Bam, Brogdon, Giannis, and Tatum. Ooh, I like it. Pretty damn good. Let's say, like, let's say you just rested Giannis because he only would like an ankle sprain or something. Yeah. So let's say Giannis is fully healthy in these finals, which I think is absolutely true. And then off the bench, you have Hero, Duncan, Crowder. Yeah. You've got some firepower coming off the bench. Duncan and Hero don't have to be like shitting their pants in the game because <laughs> no, they don't actually have to start. Yeah, they can just play totally free just shoot your shot we want you to but Giannis, jimmy bam tatum brogdon are here to kind of take the reins i love my team that's a good squad we stand we stand for the for the parallel universe heat mine lebron ad cj harden and Kawhi starting this is a stacked team this is fucking crazy yeah i worry about harden a little bit and CJ on the defensive end and just being like bucket getters. Well, and I but- also think like we never see Harden. I mean, we've seen Harden with Russ and CP3 and that's it. We've never seen him with any like huge stars like this. 
at this not, stage not, of his career. Yeah, not he, you know baby Harden. We saw baby Harden. We saw, but not MVP Harden. Yeah. And I just worry about my bench a little bit. I still just have Kuzma, Rondo, KCP, Caru- like I, I have the inconsistent guys. Where you have you've bumped two starters yeah. down to the bench, so your depth might go. So let's look at you know LeBron and Jimmy are going at it. Uh, we've got Bam and AD. You've got Giannis and Kawhi. This is a tough matchup. Really tough. Tatum and and Kawhi maybe going at it. This is a coach's dream. Ratings for this series would be incredible. Yeah, Ted Cruz wouldn't have shit to say. <laughs> I'm just yeah, I'm looking at this lineup. All right, so we're gonna put this on a Twitter poll. Uh, let us know whose team you think will win. If it's gonna Lakers versus Heat, if we redid this series. Which I love because then, you know, Bam, you know, it's unfortunate because Bam might go out. So maybe Duncan or Hero get promoted up there. Um, But stacked Heat squad, stacked Lakers squad with the stars from the entire playoffs. This is what the people want. And that's what we're doing here. We just want to give the people what they want. Truly, yeah. All right. Thank you, audience, for, uh, you know, going through my thought experiment. And thank you, Skylar. That was a a little complicated for the first one. A complicated one, but it was fun. I like I it. I hope my team wins. I, yeah, well, your team won last time too, which I was a little disappointed by. But well, I uh, put together a bang and band, so I think that was you fair. did. You did. Shout out Pound Coin uh, for, for the band question. I thought me having Kyle Lowry on the sax was going to take it, but no, there's not as many Kyle Lowry stands out there as much as you, Skylar. Not so. everyone loves him as much as I do. Nope. Uh, but to close out the pod, uh, we are not going away. You know, just because the NBA season is over, which we're very sad about, uh, there was recently some really good news where the government is supporting the British Basketball League. They gave them reassurances that even without fans, they will financially support them. So the BBL is back. It will start October 30th. And we're going to still have a lot of special guests on to talk about different facets of the basketball world, basketball culture in the UK. We're going to be covering the BBL and, and have some guests on from there. So we've got a lot going on. Please subscribe, rate, review, share with your friends. We appreciate all the support so far. Um, but this isn't going away, Skylar. We're still going. Can't get rid of us yet. <laughs> Not quite yet. Even if we're all even very if you sad. want to. <laughs> even if the NBA and WNBA are over, which is very sad. We'll see when very they resume. Sad. But I love that the BBL has the opportunity here to play their season without NBA or any other, you know, worldwide basketball leagues really going on or at least the nba wmba um and they have a little opportunity here to to try to win some of those nba fans over for the local leagues yeah that is cool very exciting all right thanks everyone thanks skylar and we will see you on a podcast or you'll hear us on a podcast very soon see ya